Hello and welcome to the History Voyager. My name is Benjamin Kitchings. As always, there are a zillion podcasts out there. Thank you very, very much for listening to mine. Nostalgia is a pretty big and powerful force in the lives of people. And I think this is especially true during the era of what you want to call mass media or shared mass entertainment. This is a phenomenon that in terms of human history is relatively new. Recorded mass entertainment, i.e. records, first came to prominence with jazz recordings and country recordings, which were released in the same year. And as anybody who's been through differing waves of pop culture knows, people who experience pop culture when they're young tend to think that's the best pop culture there is. And then as they age out of the current pop culture, traditionally they tend to think the the new pop culture, that is the pop culture listened to by the newer young people, is basically bad or not good or whatever. And traditionally this has been the case. And there, There's a fascinating argument or analysis that can be had about whether or not um, what you want to call digitization has sort of flattened that out. Um, there's been lots of basically studies even done by the recording industry that have indicated that a lot of classic rock stuff and even a lot of older country stuff is even more popular now than it, it ever was. And maybe digitization has something to do with that. I don't know. But I have been wanting for a while to do a podcast with somebody about nostalgia. And that's what this is. This is a conversation about nostalgia. He has a podcast and I'm going to go on it. And I'm going to see, I'm not making any promises, but I'm going to see if we can do one of these things where I put the episode on my feed. But I'm going to talk about the Watchmen graphic novel. Or I guess Watchmen. Not the Watchmen, it's just Watchmen. But anyway, in this podcast here, we we talk about nostalgia. And it's also, I guess you could technically think of it as a COVID podcast because uh, COVID does sort of come up in the, in the show. Anyway, um, like I always tell people, I'm having a good day and I hope you are too. And I'll see you folks later. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. This is Ben Kitchings of the History Voyager. And uh, I wanted to talk about nostalgia kind of from a philosophical standpoint. And I'm here with uh, David, what's your last name? Luzader. And um, the reason I wanted to talk about nostalgia was it occurred to me that this is a weird time. And yet somebody somewhere down the road is going to be awfully nostalgic about this time. <laughs> and I just thought, you know, us old timers back up up in that part of the world or up in that part of time are going to be like, you got to be kidding me. This was terrible. What are you talking about? <laughs> so why don't you get us rocking? Well, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I think it's funny that as adults, yes, we'll look back on this with, um, you know, with like a little more of that clarity of like, oh, man, like that that's you know that sucked you know being home for a year quarantine whatever it is that people remember from this time like there will be rough parts of it but i think there will still be some nostalgia like there will still be something and nostalgia is always so deeply personal um i think there's i think there's some greater societal nostalgia for certain things um but you know it's so it's so personal oftentimes that like even even with like lockdown and, and COVID and, and all that, like there's still going to be stuff that people, you know, 
people are going to miss or or look back fondly on. Nostalgia is like a thing that makes the past bearable a lot of the time. Thing that makes the past bearable. That's a that's a good line, David. Um, That's a good line. Thank you. So I asked I asked all my uh, I'm going to label this a covid podcast, I guess. So I asked all my COVID podcast guests uh, when you became aware of COVID. And uh, oh, when did I? When what was I aware yeah. of it? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So I became aware when it was hitting the news. You know, when when stuff was going on in China. Um, because I was looking at moving around the time that it was happening. Uh, so yeah. or the, the time that things kind of started. Um, so, you know, I was watching things pretty closely because my biggest concern, I ended up, I did end up still moving. Um, but my biggest concern was like, am I, you know, are there going to be lockdowns, like state to state lockdowns? Am I not going to be able to travel? Because I needed to like drive my car across the country. So I was, um, I was keeping a pretty like close eye on things right off the bat you know i didn't want to get sick with the move coming up and i also didn't want to end up trapped anywhere so you're you were moving east to west then i guess yep yep i lived in virginia for a while and then i've uh moved to colorado currently okay i i talked to somebody who uh kind of did the opposite move exactly well i'm I'm yeah yeah, I'm from Arizona originally, so I've done you know west to east and now east to west. Uh huh. That's that's uh, the people that I talk to, my European uh, listeners, they just a lot of them have no concept of how big we are as a, as a country. <laughs> no, no, it's, not at all. It's so big. But no, I, I was just thinking like. Okay, so I guess this all started because I talked to all these people all over the place about their COVID story. And a lot of people have crazy, scary, terrifying COVID stories that are, like, terrifying. And and yet you juxtapose, you juxtapose that with, like, you know there's, like, five-year-olds out there that are overjoyed that mom and dad are home, you know, or... <laughs> whatever yeah you know like yeah i'm so i'm a uh i'm a teacher and um i'm I'm like a new teacher and so this is kind of my first year jumping into stuff and you know it is interesting to just see and kind of talk with kids about this whole experience and everything and and see you know they basically had a for school kids now when when we're recording this um like they have missed a whole year, basically, uh, and it's, yeah, it's it's just like really interesting because they they have this thing like we as adults, it's really like frustrating to have to deal with, um, but for them as kids, you know, they're not like they haven't been on the planet for that long, so th- this is more of a significant portion of their life has been like taken up by this and. It's just interesting to see because they're still, you know, changing and growing and developing in so many ways to see that yeah. the, the immediate effects that it's had. I've talked to a couple of people um, that dealt, actually more than a couple, that dealt with kids in some capacity, other, be it their kid or, or their, you know, whatever, like like yourself, like teachers and whatever. And I've even dealt with, uh, I even interviewed a father who, uh, basically took it upon himself to start tutoring kids during lockdown. And he brought up some really interesting points about, about kids these days, not to, not to sound all get all get off my lawn, but (laughs) his thing was like kids shut down. Like they literally, when they, when they want to, when you're having a disagreement, they'll literally just stop. Mm Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll zone out and just want you to go away, basically. Like, like a, the, he calls it ghosting. I guess, <laughs> you know, you you look young enough to know what ghosting is, but <laughs> some of my listeners might not. 
But uh, have you noticed that? Um, you know, I haven't noticed it um, too much. Luckily, we've been we've been able to be in the in the classroom. Haven't had to go online. So, you know, I think they're happy to be back with like their friends and be back in school and everything. Um, but I would say, you know, kids very easily shut out adults um, annoyingly at times, I would say, uh, you know, where like if if you were at work and you started ignoring everybody around you, people would like get pretty frustrated and like put pressure and like, you know, your job might be in jeopardy, but at school. I, you know, I can't have yeah. a performance review with them. I can't take it up. Like, you know, I can talk to them about it, but still, you know, kids, kids just shut out what they don't care about so yeah. easily. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but it, it's, it's weird how, I don't know. It's just, when I think about it like that, yeah, okay, we did that. I mean, I did that. Mm-hmm. You know, as a kid, sure, sure. So, how how do you think as a as an educator? How do you think uh, this this year of the of the kids, uh, you know, home being from home or getting being from home, mm-hmm. uh, learning from home? <laughs> how do you think that's affected them? Oh, I mean, it's it's put them behind in a number of ways. Part of it academically, just because that one on one instruction is so invaluable in a classroom. And if it's online, you know, you can't see when a kid is struggling or needs a little bit of extra attention. Plus, you're like stretched thin on trying to make an engaging lesson online while, you know, kids have the entire Internet at their fingers and they're not for lack of a better term, you know, a trapped audience. Um, but also socially, it's been yeah. hard, too, because they have now had a year of not being around their peers. And that's like really important for their development. And um, it's hard. You know, it, it's it's a tough time um, to be a kid. And of course, they don't they don't recognize that in the same way that we as adults do. I mean, they think everything that's been gone is sucks. But they don't like kind of recognize some of the more like detrimental parts of it to them um, that, you know, we we yeah. who have all the years of child studies to give us facts might know. Yeah, I, I mean, I see that I do. I see that. But at the same time, like I've interviewed people for a lot of different things over the years. And, you know, I, I've talked to people that hit out and, you know, hit people who. Uh, had to hide out in caves during wars, you know, and after the war ended, that person did okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, people are resilient. Oh, yeah. I, th- I think it's. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think for most of these kids, you know, unless something really traumatic happened to them in the last year, and that, you know, that definitely happened for some people, but for most oh, of these for kids. Sure that it was just, you know, online schooling, they're gonna, it's gonna be like, oh, remember that year that we had to be online? Oh, yeah, that was like funny. You know, that was like five years ago. Just gonna feel like forever to them. Um, so, you know, I, I, I think all in all, they're largely gonna be fine. But just now in the immediate aftermath of it, it looks, it's very interesting, I should say. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I see, uh, I see, uh, in, in the background there, I, I see you've got some board games, or I guess we call them, uh, tabletop games, uh, <laughs> these days. And I guess, like, the pandemic had, had cramped your social life, too, <laughs> just to some degree. And, um, so, oh, yeah. I, I, when I, when I moved out, uh, to Colorado, <laughs> I was right at the start of lockdown of everything, so... Luckily, I was moving yeah. in with my girlfriend, so I had another human being to be with. But, right. you know, it's hard making friends. How, how was that uh, moving, driving from Virginia to Colorado? How was that? Oh, it was good. 
you know, it was, uh, yeah. it was me and my dog in the car for three days and I, and I love driving. So, um, you know, yeah. I was just happy to, happy to go and get going, not have to stop unless I needed to stop or, you know, I needed to stop for my dog, but yeah, it was great. Huh, huh, huh. So, um, that's something right there that's nostalgic that you're going to be nostalgic about later, see? Oh, oh, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm sure there's plenty of times during the drive where it's like, oh, my back hurts and, you know, I, I'm excited to get to the next hotel. But, you know, thinking back on it, if I don't think too much on the memories it's like yeah my dog and i were in a car for a couple days and it was nice so you weren't i guess worried or scared or anything like that no um i mean if we're talking about like the pandemic there was mild you know like i really hope i don't catch this from a from one of the hotels i'm staying at but in general it was all good (laughs) yeah yeah that's what i was thinking like I don't know, because I talked to this one guy specifically who did the reverse trip you did, basically. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, they were concerned. Because, I mean, I mean, you know, remember how nobody knew? Remember back when people thought this was going to be the Black Death? <laughs> <laughs> yep. You know, and kind of didn't turn out that way. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, we didn't we didn't know, you know, and certainly it's it's uh, hasn't been a cakewalk. But, you know, luckily it also hasn't turned, like you said, into the Black Death. And, um, you know, things things could have been worse. Things could have been better. And I'll 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 take it that. And I I know that I'm lucky when I'm saying, like, you know, I I, I haven't had anybody that I know be personally really greatly affected. but yeah, I think for for a lot of us, it could have been it could have been a lot worse. I'm glad that it wasn't. Have you had any students talk to you about um, any problems? I mean, you don't have to name names, but sort of just yes or no. Um, problems with with like what? Well, like people dying, people in their life oh. dying of COVID or getting sick or. Not- not that I've heard. And we have a couple of, of students who have had to be out for a little bit because of, of COVID. But no, it hasn't yeah. uh, hasn't come up if there's been anything more serious in any of their, you know, yeah. tales. Huh, huh. That's you're for you're very fortunate. I don't know if you, I don't know if you realize that, but Oh I, yes, I and I do. <laughs> and I, you know, I and I, yeah, I definitely don't want to walk around making it seem like, ah, everything is totally great. Like, I, you know, there's still the voice in the back of my head that's like, maybe tomorrow I'll get the phone call and, you know, someone I know is going to be, you know, yeah. in the hospital. Yeah, I, I guess, um, it's, it, you know, in the beginning stages of the pandemic, people, you know, people didn't know, like, what it was or even like you know like i saw some of the video from china and i was like oh my god mm-hmm. like oh my god that's that's really scary or like i remember there was a, a video i saw like somebody had shot this video put it on twitter of like patients in a hospital and they were putting patients on the floor and i was like oh my god that's pretty messed up yeah and you know um so has the pandemic basically gone okay so let's bring it back to nostalgia Uh, so what do you think uh what are some of the good the good sides of of i don't want to say good like in the pollyannish kind of way but thinking positively shall we say yeah Uh, um of like this this time Uh, yeah yeah you know i think people are going to look back on kind of how much they connected at first with, you know, with family and and friends Um, when people, you know, the whole zoom boom of people being on a million zoom calls all the time, right at the start, Um, Mm. you know, how many of that was with people that you really would have 
really would have been like spending time with or calling up and how much, you know, we, we checked in with our loved ones about how things were going. Um, I think too, like as, as kind of things progressed and, you know, uh, people started developing their bubbles as they were called and people started feeling safe. Like, you know, the, the people that you got to spend time with are getting to see people again for the first time is going to be like kind of that unforgettable warm experience. And, um, I think, you know, I think as stuff continues to open up, um, even, you know, like I, I, I saw the movie tenant over, over the pandemic. And that was like the, you know, yeah. the other movie that I went and saw and, um, went to like a theater that was very, you know, very big on like, we're going to be really safe about this and all that. And even though like, I didn't, love the movie that's still like now a, a really that movie now holds like a certain place in my memory because it happened at this strange time and i'm always going to associate it with this you know same thing's going to happen when people start going to concerts and stuff like that it's, it's yeah you know that that return to these things that that we've taken for granted in a lot of ways is going to hold like so much more weight yeah i mean i saw i saw tenant and the thing I think about Tenet is it's a bad movie disguised as a really good movie. <laughs> it's a it's a really bad movie disguised as a very good movie. Yeah, you and know, there's hey, you, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was stuff that I enjoyed about it, but I haven't, you know, I haven't watched it since and I haven't really maybe thought about it too much since, so you know, I, I don't I don't worry myself too much about it. But, uh, yeah, it's it's, it's funny because yeah. it's, you know, like Inception, Inception, another Christopher Nolan movie was like, I got to see Inception again, pick it up, blah, blah, blah. And this movie just yet yeah, didn't have that urgency. It's like I saw it. It's like, OK, that was fine. Well. Bye. Other than Mulholland Drive. Other than Mulholland Drive, it's the only movie that I've ever seen where I quit, where I stopped, where it was over. And I literally could not tell you. Like, I had, like I literally <laughs> had to go on YouTube just to watch the explainer. Mm-hmm. Be- because it's like, you- what? What? It- what? Yeah. I mean, I think I, I got it. But like I, get- like I said, like I walked out of the theater and it was like, okay, that was a movie I saw and then went on with my life. Uh... If you if you ask me for the finer details, I probably could not give them to you at this moment. Yeah, th- there was a couple of plot points. There was a couple of whole big plot points. I don't remember which ones, but whole big plot points that I only got because I saw the explainer <laughs> on YouTube. Like, yeah, that's oh okay. Yeah, that's never great, is it? When you need something to uh, explain it to you. <laughs> Maybe it's just the. Maybe honestly, it's that the pandemic hit, and you just don't have the bandwidth to to watch something like that. Oh yeah, you know, you know that that was a big thing for I think like a lot of us was just not having that, not having as much of the bandwidth. You know, being being exhausted all the time from things, or just like because I look, I mean, I I researched COVID. For my podcast episodes, mm-hmm. and it's sort of like you you look at everything and you're like, man, and now you want now I okay, what? No, I don't want to watch that. That's too serious. <laughs> it's way too serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I you think um, that just reminded me like another thing that I think will be kind of fondly remembered is that a lot of people did make a lot of stuff during that time. Um, good or bad, you know, people made a lot of things and, and tr- learned new things and tried new things and whether or not they're going to keep up with it over the years remains to be seen. But, you know, that's going to be a bit nostalgic as well. It's like people taking up all these new hobbies or, or, you know, making yeah. videos and stuff, or all the podcasts that have started out of out of COVID yeah. as well. You know. So, what's something you made that like you want to share with the world? Oh man, um, yeah. 
I, you know, I, I didn't, cause I already had like a, a fair amount of hobbies when it, it started. So I didn't have necessarily anything new that I picked up. Um, but I guess like the, the new, the show that I do about nostalgia called hit me one more time. I started that during the pandemic. Um, so, you know, I guess I'll, I guess I'll throw that out there. Yeah. What's so, uh, what do you think about seriously? Like, what do you think about nostalgia? Um, well, so nostalgia, my, my thought on it. Well, so, so there's a quote from the, the comedian, John Hodgman that, um, okay. when I heard it really stuck with me because he does a podcast called judge John Hodgman and they talk about it all the time. They talk about nostalgia somewhat on there and they, they said, or he says, um, nostalgia is the most toxic impulse. And mm-hmm. that, that was really fascinating to me. Um, so I've thought about that a lot. And it, it, and I agree with him. I, I do think it is in a way, in a lot of the ways that nostalgia gets used, you know, having nostalgia for a family trip, you know, that time that we could all be together and go to Disneyland. That's not necessarily bad nostalgia. It's this idea that, oh, things were better when I was a kid. That's the kind of nostalgia that I find really kind of um, problematic. And that's a buzzword these days. Um, but I just think that that's like the more troubling nostalgia is like, oh, well, movies were just better when I was there. Things, you know, such and such was better when I was younger. And it's like, well, was it better or were you, you know, 10 years old and everything was still new and exciting and you, you know, you didn't have any other frame of reference? Yeah. Yeah, and where you really see that is where you, when you start talking to um, veterans, mm. like World War II veterans or, or, or like Vietnam veterans or mm-hmm. just like Iraq vet or like Afghanistan veterans or, you know, pick, pick a war, any war. Right. And just talk to these people. And you, you're just real quickly, you, you figure out oh, well, I was over here doing this, or while my parents were over there doing that, or whatever. Like, you you were doing that, and you were not having a good time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, no, you know? it's it's definitely true. Um, there's, like, the, yeah. the two sides to the coin. And, yeah, and, and you know, with, with kind of the war thing of, like, usually people's good times were coming. And I'm not saying it's, like, little kids. You know, but for some people that view like things were so much better in the past, well, when things were really great for you or for people like you, it's usually at the cost of someone else in some way, whether that be, um, you know, whether that be war or racial oppression or something like that. Um, you know, that, or, that, you, or you were just totally ignorant as a kid, like you were just right. 10, you were just right. busy exactly. being 10, and yeah, yeah. 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 Exactly. Uh, totally. Totally. Um, I guess like so. I'm I'm assuming you've talked to people about the, I guess like the uh, their 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 lives during the pandemic. So what do you think some of the nostalgia waves are going to be? Um. Yeah, yeah. And, I think all, and, and also, like, who's going to be having this nostalgia? Um, <laughs> you know, I think it it depends. I th- there will be there will be something for everybody that like you'll talk about this time in your life, and even if it's like, oh man, wasn't didn't that suck? Like, you'll still be kind of smiling when you talk about it. Um, yeah, I think. Um, well, one thing, <laughs> one very like specific thing, I think is like weirdly when we were all obsessed with Tiger King for like five months, which was like mm-hmm. this Netflix show, you know, that show got got its popularity because of COVID, I would think like we were all just home. So people were like, well, I'll watch this because everyone I know is watching it. and We're all talking about it. And 
it, you know, I have a journalism background and what I've read and heard of like how skewed that story is, you know, I'm like, well, that, you know, that sucks that we were kind of manipulated like that, but that's also going to be the thing that like, we're going to be like, Hey, remember tiger King? And he's like, Oh yeah. So like into tiger King and talking about it all the time. And I think that's going to be one for the masses. Um, I don't know about like, you know, for, for kids and stuff, but like for for uh, for like yeah. us for yeah like, like yeah I got into like Ted Lasso yeah I don't know if you know I don't know if you know what that is I got into Ted Lasso and I think I got about halfway through season two and I was like it hit me like a two by four <laughs> like if this thing had come out twenty five years ago three people would have seen it two of them would have been five. And it would have been forgotten. Like, but because it was released during COVID and everybody kind of needs that, you know, syrupy sweetness in their life. And here it is. Right. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. I mean, I I like a good feel good show. Wish we had a few more of those going around. Oh, God. Don't we need those? Jesus Christ. We do. We really do. You know, I, I, we live in a golden age of TV and et cetera, blah, blah, blah. And there's a lot of really great stuff, but this, the, the medium has got really gotten really serious. And so there's less just like shows to make you feel good and laugh and escape a little bit. And I, you know, I just wish we had a few more and that's, and that's me being a little bit nostalgic right there. Like I'm waxing a little philosophical on it, but I think also looking at the landscape of television right now, it's like, you know, we could have a few more just lighthearted. Yeah. Shows. I mean, I remember, I mean, I remember, I mean, you, you do too, obviously looking at you, but I remember the world before, you know, what we call the golden age of television. And, TV back then was not good. <laughs> like, it was not good at all. And now it's it's great. But at the same time, it's like, oh, Jesus, this is dark. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, well, yeah. One one thing that's really popular right now is, uh, is Squid Game. And the creator of Squid Game has talked about several times, like, I couldn't have made this show. You know, he's, he's they they've had the idea for years and years and years, but they they didn't feel like they could make it because it they didn't think it would work as a show. And now it's the number one show in the world because it's resonating with people in a lot of ways, but also because, you know, studios and, and networks are willing to take a chance on these darker, more serious, a little bit maybe twisted even shows where you're right, like 25 years ago, kind of same with Ted Lasso, 25 years ago, a lot of these darker shows, the darkest thing that was on air, you know, aside from late night weird cable stuff, was like, what, SVU, Law and Order? Well, I, you know, I was even like the, think about this, like, you know, X-Files. Right. The X, the X-Files, and, and, like, as good as, as you might think that is, it's it's still the X-File. It's still, like, it's not, you know, it's not this amazing, it's not like, it's not like you watch that and you, you see the wheels behind it. Like, you see the gears of a thinking person behind it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. look at Game of Thrones or what The Wire. <laughs> yeah, you know? I've, I've watched all of X-Files. And one thing I think we forget with shows like X-Files is they were like, oh, every season's going to be 24 episodes. So even if the plot, they really only had eight to 10 episodes of plot in a season, that's going to get stretched out over 24 episodes or there's just going to be complete filler. And, you know, stuff like Game of Thrones, The Wire, like you said, you know, these shorter, more concentrated seasons give us more chance for story Rather than like, there's probably in each season of X Files, you know, there's a, a, a number you could skip and not really miss any of the story. And and see, I mean, I think, I mean, you know, I I literally think, um, 
the thing I think is like the monster of the week things were better than than the actual, you know, the underlying story. So they could be, yeah. I mean, you know, I don't. know. Maybe we differ on that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, you know, I, I think there's like definitely that trade off of there was something fun about that monster of the week, kind of the goofy. How goofy yeah. those could get, or how like kind of weird because they were only ever going to do it like one time, you know? Right, right, yeah. And even then, like you get—I mean, here we are getting nostalgic about <laughs> television. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and that's a thing, you know. That's that's a thing. Yeah. People hold dearly, like, um, not not television, but well, I, you know, I, I so I'll say for television, like. The, the show Power Rangers. When I was a kid, I loved Power Rangers. It was the greatest thing in the world. And I watch it now, and I can enjoy how campy and cheesy it is. But I also am like, well, I'm yeah. not going to watch this like it's my new TV show. You know, I'm not going to sit down and watch three hours a day. Um, it's, yeah. Yeah, like, it's totally different to me now. Well, the thing I had like that um the thing i had that was similar to that was oregon trail you know the the, the oh, computer yeah. game oregon trail and uh i hadn't played oregon trail since i was 11 or 12 maybe 13 on the outside maybe right um so my buddy he found an oregon he found an emulator that had oregon trail on it and I played it, and I was like, "Wow!" <laughs> At first, I was like, "This, this is gonna be so awesome." And then I was like, "No, no, it's not." <laughs> no, it kind of sucks. Yeah, I've you can find it. You can find it online really easily, and uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose for posterity, we ought to say what. Or after all, we're probably you. You look like you might be a part of the Oregon Trail generation. Oh, yeah. We played it when I was in grade school. <laughs> so what it was was a computer game, and I think it was supposed to teach you history. Mm. Right? Or something. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? And you, you were part of a party. You were going from Missouri to Oregon. But uh, so with your podcast, do you have guests? On your podcast? Yep, we have guests bring things that they loved, and then we take a look at it and try to figure out, does it, you know, was it actually good or were we just kids? What would I, what would I bring to your podcast? We've, we've had people bring books, movies, TV shows, video games, you know, kind of anything that you can be nostalgic for is, uh, is on the table. Well, something, uh, have you ever had people that, like, they didn't want to readdress something because they didn't want to risk that it might be terrible? Um, we've had some people that have, or, you know, in talking to some of our guests, they've mentioned, like, yeah, you know, I, I wanted to bring this, but I was kind of worried about what it would be like when we watched it, um. There's definitely been like some stuff where people were like, yeah, I remember loving it. And then I've watched it now as an adult and it's not that good. <laughs> oh, God. What's uh? let me think of something. I thought of something right when. The, has anybody done The Walking Dead yet? No, no, I guess that oh, that yeah. is something you could be nostalgic for. Um <laughs> It's, yeah, it's weird kind of some things, some of those more like recent things, you know, to think it's about. It's been but, on so long. I mean, walk, don't look now, but The Walking Dead's almost 10 years old. Uh, phew, yep, that's how it goes. <laughs> I know, oh, God. Well, we did, uh, we had somebody bring on SpongeBob because SpongeBob is still running, yeah. but SpongeBob's been on for 20 years, you know, so you can have. For uh, real? Yeah. Yeah, SpongeBob's been on for 
for 20 years. And you, you have people like me who are, you know, watched it as a kid and now I'm an adult and it's still on, but I, I haven't watched it in, you know, 10 years. Oh, I was today years old when I learned that I was now years old when I learned this one. Yep. That makes sense. That that makes sense. I I had a I had a buddy that used to watch that. You know, the mm-hmm. hell, dude? What what are you doing? Watching it? What is this? That's cartoon sponge? Why are you watching that? Stop it! <laughs> right. <laughs> huh? So what did they think of SpongeBob? Uh, well, you know, I'll, I'll confess a little bit of bias towards it. Um, but our guests and I, we both, you know, we both watched it a lot as kids and still quote it quite a lot. And it's still, it's still funny. Some of those older episodes are still really, really funny, but the show is exhausting to me as an adult. Um, the energy <laughs> level, the energy level is just really high and really intense and it's really fun, but watching more than like a couple episodes at a time i'm like i need a nap has anybody done the watchman novel yet no no we haven't um part of the part of the rule that we have on the show is okay there's a rule well the the the, not a i wouldn't say maybe a rule it's my strong suggestion is when people bring it on you know not to bring on these well-beloved classics you know that you know if somebody was like oh i want to see if lord of the rings is still good i'm like yeah lord of the rings is still good if someone's like jurassic park i'm like no we, we know jurassic park is still great we don't need to watch jurassic park and talk about jurassic park i want the thing that you haven't watched in 15 years you know that was that you watched a lot as a kid and was really formative and now you're watching it and it's like oh that's what the last unicorn is so I'm not talking about the the show, right? I'm 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 talking about like the graphic novel. Yeah, I I right. no one's brought that on yet. I, I it would have to be like I would really have to grill the person and be like you you swear you haven't read this in a while, <laughs> you know? All right, I, I'm gonna sign up for that. All right, I'm gonna when, sign up for that. When was the last time you read it? All the way through. Yeah. Mm. What year is this? Twenty-one. <laughs> yep. Probably twenty-two years. Okay. Yeah. Nope. That's all, all the way all the way through. Right. All the way through twenty-two years. All right. Give yeah, that take. would yeah that would work. You know, that's it's yeah. it's been a long time since you've read it, and tastes change, and that's kind of you know that's the the fun yeah. part of that exploration. There's actually there's a movie that I saw. A couple of years ago, mm-hmm. that I thought was really good. At the time, I thought it was really, really good, and it was about a pandemic. Oh, it was about a plague. Uh-huh. Um, and I thought it was really, really good. I cannot remember the name of it right now. It's not the but one with Matt Ma- or yeah, no, that's it. That's yeah. the one, Matt, Matt Damon. There it is. And I'm I'm literally terrified to watch it. <laughs> because it's like first of all i don't know if i'm gonna be like um have ptsd or whatever but i also don't know if like there's things so you know i i i still dabble in screenwriting mm-hmm. and there's things about if i were gonna do a, a like a uh if i were gonna do a plague show a modern plague show now there's things about it that I would you'd have to add that nobody would have thought like five or ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Like you you would have to have like okay example Walking Dead right and mm-hmm. bless their hearts my longtime listeners are gonna be tired of this observation but <laughs> in The Walking Dead you would have people who did not believe it was real right up until they get bit in the neck right. <laughs> right and yeah. also you would have okay this is would be an awesome plot line in the walking dead they need toilet paper <laughs> well <laughs> yeah i think uh, there's always that question in the show of who's mowing all the lawns 
For real. <laughs> also, doesn't gas also doesn't gas go bad? Mm-hmm. Yep, <laughs> it's true. Doesn't doesn't gas go bad? One would think. Just, just saying. Yeah, but you know, it's that's one of those things with storytelling where we yeah. we as the audience, you know, can if yeah. if, a, if a story is if a story is good enough and we're all enjoying it enough, you can hand wave that stuff away, which which you know, I largely did for many years when I was watching The Walking Dead because I was enjoying it, but as time went on and my enjoyment went away, those little things start bugging you a little bit more and more, you know. Well, for me, I know exactly. I remember exactly what it was. What was made me that that made me not like The Walking Dead. I went from I went literally from I love this show to I don't want to watch this ever again, ever, ever, ever for any reason. Um, I had a buddy. I had a buddy who died all of a sudden, like just died. You know, three weeks, maybe four on the outside, right? Dead. And I was like, you know, life is crazy, you know. Mm. You know, real yeah. and real life is nuts enough. I don't need to watch. I don't need to watch that. <laughs> yeah, you know? I, I, so. I feel that. And I, you know, definitely yeah. like respect that. And I think. Yeah, I think there's a, a few shows that I, I I have that feeling towards where it's like, no, I don't I don't need that, you know, kind of energy in my life. I'm good. Like, what's one of those? Just uh, just curious, what's what's one of those for you? Um, oh man, and I wish that I I had one off <laughs> the top of my head. Um, boy, I can't. Unfortunately, I can't think of anything, but there are some like shows and movies where it's just like in movies that's, you know, that's leading towards more. Some of the stuff I think a lot of us kind of started shying away from of like some of the some of the stuff that just wants to shock you just to shock you, you know, show you really intense, especially like gory stuff. And I'm like, you know, I don't I don't need that in my life. That doesn't excite me in any sort of way. Um, Yeah, life's good without it. Like for me, that's that's Breaking Bad. For mm. me, that that show is just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I I understand, and I and I yeah, it's one of those funny things that like people are like, oh, this is so good, everyone should watch it. But it's like, no, tastes are really really personal, and if somebody encounters something that's like, hey, I'm uncomfortable watching this, then. To me, I mean, I don't know, like, you know, I I lived somewhere where meth moved in, moved Mm -hmm. into the town, and, you know, like, you see it, like, you really, even though, like, I wasn't doing it, of course, neither were any of my friends, but you see it, Mm -hmm. you know, in in your town, and you're just like, okay, first of all, that that teacher would have been dead maybe halfway through the first episode. Number one. Number two, Jesse Pinkman really has his, his stuff together. You know, for, for a meth head. Right. Just just saying. You're just not saying, wrong. people. <laughs> you, know? you are not wrong. By the way, that's a character. I'm not shouting out an actual person. Universe. Right, yes. That's, 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 a, that's a character, people. Just saying. <laughs> just, just, just throwing it out there. Don't at me. <laughs> think you're gonna don't wanna no yeah but you never know uh, <laughs> are you gonna be nostalgic about podcasting itself oh someday yes um <laughs> you know it's funny because just there was a time when i was doing three podcasts and it was like so overwhelming and that's um, a grind it it was, and you know, I don't get paid for it. <laughs> it's not my job. Yeah. It's trying to find time for three podcasts in a week, and um, it, it just got really rough. And I, you know, took a break for a little while, and during that time, got really nostalgic for it. Um, just really get get that energy of wanting to do it. And I and I know one day, 
I'm going to stop probably, or I'll die talking into a microphone. We'll see. Um, anything is possible. Uh, but if I do stop, you know, I'll probably stop for really legitimate reasons, time, you know, life shifts, all that kind of stuff. But I'll miss yeah. the connections, you know, that it's brought me. I'm meeting new people all the time. I and mean, you and I have, have connected because of um, because of podcasting. And, and I'm going to I'm going to read the Watchmen again. I'm coming on the show. Buddy. All right. So don't yeah, go. We're, we're going to do it. Yeah. Uh, don't quit. <laughs> no, no, we're doing it. Um, okay. Yeah, but like you know, the the movies and and I I've had to watch a lot of movies that suck, or uh, not necessarily you know not all stuff that sucks, the stuff I wouldn't normally watch. That then I get to have a lot of fun talking with people about, and that's the kind of stuff that you know one day when I'm not going to do it anymore for whatever reason, I'll I'll really miss. Yeah. Well, and then I'll I mean, remember I have all my time back, and it's going to feel great. The one thing I'll be nostalgic about in this time is the podcasting. Mm-hmm. Like, and no matter where this goes, no matter how long I do it, I've met a lot of people. Yeah. And, you know, heard a lot of stories, met a lot of really cool people. And,. I've gotten a real interesting window onto the human condition mm-hmm. is how to say it, you know, and, uh, there's a guy that I really like. He, he likes to have a podcast where he talks to experts and mm-hmm. I say, yeah, but, but you're missing out on like, if you talk to normal people, you get to hear what's going on. Maybe not one episode at a time, but overall, you, you understand this is what's happening. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's that's one thing that podcasting is has done, and the, it's a, it is a saturated market, and it, it can be hard to you know get get new shows out there. But at the same time, like the fact that anybody can for if you're willing to put in the work pretty much no money, um, you know, they can take a little bit of money for startup, but really if you, if you put in just a little bit of work, you can get your show out there and you can be getting ideas out there and you can be meeting people. And you know, I, I don't, I would love if one day I was getting paid to do podcasts, but I'm also not, you know, thinking <laughs> I'm not living my life. Like that's going to be coming my way anytime soon. Um, but you know, I just I love doing it because I get to meet people and get to get to connect and get to do all these great things. And I have friends all over the country, all over the world, um, that I would not have yeah. met without podcasting. Yeah. I mean, I've I've heard a lot of stories. So with me, like one of the, the reasons I started talking to normal people even just at all is I so I was doing a deep dive in the Spanish flu. And so people want me because, you know, I'm doing, I've talked about COVID and I'm doing a deep dive in Spanish flu. And so people want me. And I was doing Zencaster, which takes a while to download. Mm-hmm. So you would talk to people. You would talk to them about what's going on with them. And some of those stories, man, were just, and that's when I was like, this is the story. Like this is the deal. Isn't it? Isn't you know? It's talking to normal people about what's going on with you. Like where where do you see COVID? Where do you not see it? You know, do you do you think it's a hoax? Do you not think it's a hoax? Do you <laughs> you know? Do you think it's a hoax in public? That's a fascinating take. Do you think it's a hoax in public? But when you when you're at home at night by yourself or with your wife or whatever, you're like, oh crap, this is scary. <laughs> yeah. And those those are real people. That's a real take that real people have. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> that. Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah. So um. Yeah. 
So we've been going at this a little while. Um, so what do you think about, do you think podcasting is going to be the, t- the, the pullout from this or is there any cultural movement that's going to survive? Do you think? <laughs> any, any cultural movement from, from this, from podcasting or from, well, uh, from the time oh, from 2020 oh, to 2021. I mean, gosh, that's so hard to predict because, uh, <laughs> You know, we don't we don't get a full view of history until we're further away from it and can further examine it. Um, mm. I think there's a lot of stuff with, um, you, you know, especially um, with some of the I mean, gosh, there's like a bunch of things coming to mind that'll be interesting to see, you know, with a lot of like the tension around a lot of um a lot more attention being brought on to like racial injustice um, and, you know, mm-hmm. all the talk of, of, you know, there's a lot of people who are really pushing for stuff like police reform. And, and I think there's a lot more spotlight on what our government's kind of doing um, for better, for worse. Like there's just so much more like mm-hmm. attention to all this stuff and there's more tension between people and What's going to happen? How's it all going to wash out? I don't know. You know, I can't predict that. We're not going to know until it's 20 years later and we're seeing, oh, well, this event led to this event, which led to this, which led to this, you know. I somewhat disagree. All right. Be- because I, I, I experienced the Great Recession as an adult. Mm-hmm. And I remember when the Great Recession, well, I remember, okay, I remember when we say the Great Recession happened, like I remember the day Uh it happened. And I remember, you know, talking to people in the months or in the months up to that or after that. And everybody was saying, you know, it's never going to be the same ever again. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, you know, and they were right. You know, yeah. they were yeah. right. And oh yeah, I I think there's stuff we can we can look at and see like oh something big is gonna come out of this. I just don't know what it's gonna be. You know, I just don't know what that's gonna look like in in 15 years. What the the ultimate ramification of everything is? Because I think yeah, there's a lot of stuff <laughs> that's going on right now that is fundamentally changing directions on some things but i just don't know like like what do you i mean like what do you specifically like what do you think um, are changing directions on things i mean well to, to the day that we're recording this it's a small thing but the fact that now in america christopher columbus day is officially recognized as, in, as indigenous people's day instead of christopher mm-hmm. columbus day you know that is a clear cut that's something we can point to um that has happened because now because of years of racial you know rate discussions around like race and equality and equity and Mm. stuff like that you know coming to light um and you know my my personal hope is that it's the start of of you know many things of of respect being given that needs to be given and conversations being had that need to be had. Um, you know, especially just like, especially being an, being an educator and the stuff that you learn as you're becoming an educator, some of it can be, I'm not going to lie, can be really disheartening and really hard. And one thing we talk about, go ahead. I would imagine you're exposed to, you are exposed to families that, a lot of people, a lot of a certain kind of people, I would say, uh, just don't see. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, like you probably hear a lot of stories or maybe kids telling each other a lot of stories or and you just sort of hear it. Mm-hmm. I, I would bet. Yeah. Yeah. Every, you know, every 
child story is unique. Their family is unique in their own ways. They all have their own struggles and, um, you know, some are struggling much more than others. And mm. yeah, I don't want to go too far down into the, the no, rabbit hole, but it, yeah, it can right. be, you know, there's yeah. just a lot, there's some people in this world that really, um, really could use some some extra help yeah they're hurting and they could use extra help and some extra justice and i hope that yeah that that is something that we're working towards i mean i think it's a well like we're doing it now i i think the legacy that's going to come out of this is one of the legacies anyway is is this like Mm -hmm. the video conversation yeah that we're having the fact that you know I can I can have a podcast and I can talk to some uh, some people, some movers and shakers, and they'll tell me uh, I don't know how much longer we're going to be going to an office, mm-hmm. you know, and then I don't know what that looks like. Oh yeah, you know, you know. Oh um, right. The, right. The, the, the whole workforce right now, <laughs> all the stuff that's happening. And part of that is from yeah. COVID, you know, COVID right. has really shook up how we view work. And it, right. there's, yeah, it, you know, we're seeing things, people not wanting to go back to offices and you see people yeah. not wanting to work these, you know, these low paying, high demand jobs. And I don't know what all that's going to look like in 15 you years, know, but we're seeing some immediate changes the 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 unpopular opinion or or truth of the matter is that if you're going to pay somebody ten dollars an hour or 750 or whatever you know they're putting a lot of that wage in the gas tank and oh yeah you know and just saying you're not wrong (laughs) no no and also the thing i've noticed being on twitter like i am uh the thing I've noticed is you see a lot of these videos of uh, people behaving very badly in restaurants uh-huh. on on Twitter, and he, I could totally, I I completely get how you could work there and just I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. I you oh know? I've worked in restaurants and I I knew yeah. career waiters and. You know, these are people who every night when right. when shifts over, they're going to go to the bar. They're going to go to someone's house. They're going to they're going to have more than a few drinks because, you know, most people are fine. But the people you remember are the miserable ones. And unfortunately, there's more right. than you want to run into out there. And yeah, no, I get it. And you ne- you also don't know, like. I mean, the, the thing I've noticed in my town that I see a lot is you see a lot of driving, but you don't, the parking lots look emptier than I remember in a while. Right. And you're just like, where? Okay. There's a lot of cars and they're going somewhere. <laughs> where are they going? I feel that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, where? Yeah. You're sitting in some traffic at, at 1 p.m. on a Wednesday, and you're like, where are all these people going? <laughs> you know, like, and the weird part, it, the weird part, unlike, say, the 90s, was back in the 90s, you, you could look at the parking lots. You're sitting in the traffic, which was less, okay, at least in my town. Mm-hmm. But you can see the tra- you can see the parking lots, and the parking lots were slammed. So right. that made sense. That made total sense. But this is like, okay, I don't know where these people are going. <laughs> no, I, I feel the same way. <laughs> I feel like there's an NPR story. I swear to God, I feel like there's like a, a Freakonomics or an NPR story somewhere. And I'm on board for that. <laughs> you know? I really yeah. am. <laughs> no, no, I... I I mean, I'm sure there is. And it's funny because, like, I'm having that that thought of, like, where are all these people going while I myself am driving in the middle of the day to go somewhere? You know, like, we all have our stuff that we're doing. 
Right, it's, exactly. It's, yeah, I just don't know the story of the person in the car next to me. But it's not it's not just you and the person next to you. It's like Right, it's the 50 others. Yeah. It's 100, and, you know. Like I, okay, here was the thing. Like I right before the pandemic, I went up to Nashville to have uh to to watch a sports team. And I noticed that my traffic in my city at 10 o'clock at night was worse than their rush hour. Was worse than Nashville's rush hour. That's interesting. And I, and I was like, wow. And it's 1030 at night. And where are these people? <laughs> where are they going? I don't know. I'm going home. What's your story? <laughs> right. Hopefully they're all it, yeah. I, I, you know, right. Right. Um, anyway, David, um, it was lovely talking to you. Um, oh, and, uh, absolute pleasure. And I absolutely do want to do the whole watching thing on your podcast later. Cause I love the cross promote. Yeah. And I'd be interested to see the watch to read the watching again. Steve. Yeah. We'll do it. Dude, was this yeah, trash? Yeah. Was it not? How dare it be trash? <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. We'll find out. Listen in. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to unhook the recording. Um, like all, as always, people, I'm having a good day, and I hope you are too. Thanks a bunch. Bye-bye. Let me see. Da-da-da.